Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Monday edition of The Drive. Nice-looking Monday Especially, I mean, you know, for early December, uh, it is, it's pretty nice. I was going to crack that window and holler at Brian a little while ago. It's like, is there a lock or something on that thing? Dan's over here trying to open the window. I was trying to open it, too. I was going to holler at Brian. I think they may have locked it so we can't open it anymore. Uh, they're going to lock us. We're, we're going to be locked in with no, no fresh air. Uh, they're going to seal the door tight Uh-oh. and see how long we last. Uh, maybe not long. May, maybe. Uh, yeah, well, it's. It's not quite that bad, folks. No, 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 no. <laughs> Welcome in. Uh, it is the Monday edition of The Drive. After a wild weekend, there is there is so much going on. I mean, man, the portal is... Popping? Whatever. It's portaling. <laughs> it is doing something. I mean, every time I, I look away for like 10, 15 minutes, and I've missed a few more guys yeah. going in. See, I, I think between the opening of the portal... The, uh, the 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 Coleman news, the uh, announce uh, the, the reveal of the playoffs, and the Auburn basketball game yesterday. There are four things that you could go with for a long time. Oh, absolutely! Four four topics at there, least. There is oh, there Auburn's is a, got a lot of news. Auburn's got a bowl game too. We know where That's they're true. going. And I've already got play. already already ordered some tickets. You're going. Yeah, 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 we're going. I I can I have a Troy game the same day, or else I would go. I have I have family that are, it's going to go. It's going to be a. Uh, I think people. Credential time. That's I haven't had time to do that yet. That that that, that came along as I was in the car. Yeah. A little as while someone ago. who's going to make the trip, are you pretty happy with Auburn's? Uh, well, I'm with, fine with Auburn's draw. I'm fine with it. Uh, I mean, it'll be a challenge. Um, did you want Talia, did, Talia can can sling it pretty good? Oh well, yeah. The matchup too is. I mean, and, and oh, we'll, Nashville is fine. Nashville is absolutely fine. I kind of want to wait to break down the matchup until we know who's playing and who isn't. Oh, you're absolutely right like, about like, that. Like, I think that's because if Auburn has a bunch of the uh, secondary guys decide that they're you know getting ready for either Senior Bowl or Pro Day or whatever well, things like that. I can make it even even more of a challenge. Well, and Talia's a player with a I decision. Guess so. He's Talia's think, a player with a decision to make too, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, but he's he's not going to be projected a high high draft pick. It probably better serve for him to play. Is his college, Although if we can convince him not to, I think that would is, be good. Is his college career over? Uh I thought there was a COVID. Know. I thought there was a COVID year that he still could. Everybody could has elect. a COVID year. Yeah, don't I they? thought he could still elect to play another season. I should probably check on that too. But if he had another season out there with the go you know with what Matt Rule says quarterbacks are making these days you know it would yep. be you know he may, may, maybe he's uh you know may, maybe he's again a player with a decision to make just like a lot of people that we're going to talk about over the next couple of hours oh i guess we're not going to leave with the fact that the uh, the Braves appear to be a serious player for Otani now yeah what's what's the uh <laughs> How about that? Well, they added after, the, after after they made after they make a trade apparently for their left fielder. Yeah, I said the uh, well, well last week there were there were people that were talking like the Braves uh, Otani thing was 
was more real than that yeah, sounds, sounds like it is but that's all right that's that's on the back burner okay. it's the winter meetings just getting started <laughs> there, there are other things that are i feel more pressing today and uh, so so uh it's bill dan brian matthews from auburnsports.com and drew here on the drew at the controls here on the monday drive all right uh what what do you guys want to start with what do you feel we should start with today i mean there's okay here's my question bill did the playoff committee take the right four teams no brian nope absolutely not yeah i don't think so and i'm I'm not making an argument between one or the other i'm saying florida state should be in period florida state should be i mean florida state did what else what you're supposed to do and and to punish a team for having a third string quarterback step in and win a championship game for them and to use that as an excuse to let well, them out is just preposterous. To drop them a spot after they'd already played a game <laughs> with their backup quarterback and won. They were they were number four with their number two quarterback, uh, and then they win the uh, they win the conference title with a number three quarterback, and they dropped them to five. Here's here here's something I haven't heard anybody ask today, and I I, I know the answer to this, but what if what if there were a terrible tragedy we we hear about tonight? Where Jalen Milrow stepped off the curb and broke his ankle, would that would that eliminate Alabama? From the, would that be okay? Then you can't play in the playoff. Of course no, not. No, no. Here's here's it's the a question. day late. No, if, no, no. He, if it had happened Saturday night after the game, would that have eliminated See, that's, that's Alabama? Real, I mean, I, th- I think that once the field is set. Oh, the I know. Field is set, but I'm but what, saying, what is if, that the kind of thing that they would have done? I think to ask, what if it had happened Saturday night? Yes. You know, what if, what if in celebrating on the field with somebody his team, jumps on him and, and broke his ankle? You've, like you've seen with home run celebrations yes. before, where guys are all jumping or up and down, tear up, you know, tear a knee. Yeah. So, so you know, if, if if that happens, you know, no, I. I my answer, Do you think that that would have happened? No. My I'll answer, tell you absolutely no. It would not have happened. My answer to the question, did the playoff committee select the four correct teams, is no. Uh, I think the most fair thing to do would have been to take the three undefeated Power 5 champions yep. and Texas, who beat Alabama head-to-head in a matchup, and they were both 12-1. and one. Hey, I got a better idea. Let's have a jamboree. Let's take the three undefeated teams, and we'll have a. But, we talked about these jamboree things because because Texas beat Alabama, who beat Georgia, you know. So that's a little fantastical for my taste. I, I like, know it I is. I mean, someone was going to get shafted, and I think who of, had the worst loss of the, of the of the three, Texas. Texas did, but Texas's win was in Tuscaloosa against Alabama, and they would say, but that happened in the early in the season before Alabama knew what they had. Who's they in this in the situation? The committee. Whoever is whoever is I'm, making I'm, up reasons I'm just why. The, the, to me, the most fair thing to do would have been to take the three undefeated teams, and then you're deciding the four one, the, the best one loss team. And, and I think that the ultimately Texas's win at Alabama would have been the most fair thing to consider in deciding to take Texas over Georgia, Alabama, or Ohio State. Do I think those are the four best teams? In college football, the four teams that no, made the playoffs. The four best teams in college football include Georgia. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I think if you're going to take the four best teams, Georgia's in there. I mean, if I were tasked with taking the four best teams, I would consider taking Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, and Ohio State as the four best teams in college. Now, those are not the uh, those are not the four most deserving teams in college football for the playoff. We'll we'll but, see after after Alabama absolutely rolls Michigan. 
we'll 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 check back with you on how good you think Michigan is. Sure, well, you don't you don't think Michigan's one of the four best teams in college football? I mean, I mean, Michigan. Well, was, maybe was, we'll we'll see how the other two do. Sure, but they're favored, right, in that Alabama game. Like, that's think, that's crap. I, I, no way. Well, no, of course, they well, don't have a prayer. Well, we know in that we know game. that Alabama's going to win it all, and this yes, is team of destiny stuff. Like like other other people are oh. slow on the uptake here. But no, no, no it's for, I, I told people yeah. I told people who said. Need to be pulling for Alabama in this, and it's like, yeah, if you want to completely keep smashing your head against the wall. <laughs> no. I mean, no, it's never good for Auburn for Alabama to they, win. Look, they converted the fourth and thirty-one at the. And, uh, they they beat Georgia. Like what else? I mean, this this, this team's clearly. I, I this is two thousand nine. You know, and I also heard well, um, Florida State with their how good's their backup quarterback? They barely beat a crap Florida team. Well. Alabama, where their starting quarterback barely beat a six and six Auburn team with a fourth and thirty one. That it's I've heard how spectacular Alabama has been the last two games. Did you hear that? I heard that throughout the Florida State game. I kept hearing how spectacular. I was thinking that are 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 they forgetting where they are? Florida State got no respect during the broadcast. On Saturday Alabama, night, Alabama, you're, one of those two wins. They were a fourteen and a half point underdog, or the fourteen and a half point favorite, and had to win yes. in the final minute against Auburn. But they were spectacular, two. is what I heard. Spectacular I mean, in the last, in their down the stretch. Yeah, I, I get the feeling, you know, people are and look, and, and if you believe Alabama's one of the four best teams, like Alabama's one of the four, yeah, best teams. like that, that's to me is that's that's not the argument. And but did they deserve to be in there? The, I'm not sure about that. I just, I just think it's. I mean, uh, as someone who was here, and you guys were here too in 2004 when, when Auburn was left out, like that was brutal. But that was three undefeated teams for right. two spots, and, and one and two were one and two from the preseason all the way through. And they didn't lose. They no. didn't lose a game all no. season. I look at what Florida. What happened to Florida State is. Is is as brutal. That is as, un, that that is unprecedented to drop out. Of the rankings after you win a after championship you win. game, I, you know, I, yes. I didn't think I would say this in the four-team college football playoff era. It's worse than what happened to Auburn in in two thousand four because Auburn because yeah. Auburn was one of three undefeated teams. Right. And there were being, only two spots. This is, this is like if USC had lost a game and Oklahoma and USC still right. played because they of felt like they were better. Yeah, like, I mean, this is this that's, is brutal. that's what you had, and and it's not it's nothing against Alabama, who again I believe will win it all. Like, yeah, just I just do like too. you, but. I think the most fair thing. I would think they've have got been, a great draw. The most fair thing for the committee would have been to take the three most un, the three undefeated teams mm-hmm. and and Michigan because of Michigan's win over Alabama. And now it's the last year of the four four team playoffs, so yeah. that they can say, well, it won't happen again uh, like this. But do I ever need to hear that the regular season matters? Uh, no, not really. No, no. A couple of things on this. I wrote about it uh, from my Monday musings, but one, this would have never happened had not the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 added like a bunch of big babies and formed the alliance. And who was leading ago. the way? I think that there was more than a little reason for that. Florida State yeah. and their athletics director, their AD was one of the spokespersons yeah. there about hold on, we don't we're no yep. we don't need to expand the playoff to twelve. Right. And now they're like at the first opportunity, it's like right back at you. Yeah. Because if they had not there, there was a movement to get this playoff started a year earlier. Yes, it would have started this year. And, and they basically um, were able to slow it down over a year, uh, the whole mm-hmm. process. And it was just because they were mad because um, Oklahoma, because Oklahoma and Texas, Texas are coming to the SEC. Coming to the SEC. And, and, of course, a year after this, um, 
the Big Ten steals, you know, um, USC and USC and UCLA, UCLA and Oregon and Washington right. and, and the others go to the ACC. You know, everything blows up and now they look like idiots. So part of it is on them. Yes. But also, I, I just think the committee, committee did a disservice to FSU and really college football overall. Um, you can go back nine years in, in Ohio State. In 2014, they lose their starting quarterback right before the season starts. Their backup guides them, I think, to 11-1 record. He breaks his foot in the Michigan game. So their third stringer, Cardell Jones, uh, Cardell Jones comes in and leads them to winning the championship game and, of course, winning the playoff in the championship. They win the national championship that year. You do not know what a team can become or will become with a backup quarterback. Here, here's the you argument that what, comes what, back. What, what, what oh, se- separate <laughs> argument, right, about whether yeah. or not it's fair. Well, the, the argument that comes back is, well, look at how look at how decisive Ohio State, decisively Ohio State won the Big Ten title game over Wisconsin. I think it was 59 to nothing. So right. that proved how good it was. Well, that's crap. I, yes, I, one game. No, but, but I think <laughs> yeah. what I think was important to remember in 2014 is that the options for the committee – were less established brands in football than Ohio State because I think it was wasn't that the year it was TCU Baylor. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying no, as no, a team no, no. Though, and, responding and what, to a third team quarterback. And what I, and what I'm looking at unfortunately is like the conspiracy theorist in me wonders: Did ESPN's relationship with the SEC have to do with Alabama's inclusion? Did ESPN and or the college football playoff committees desire for? A, a more established program or a program that has moved ratings think, more than Florida State, or they or were they looking for better, you know, better games, which are going to turn into more eyes, which turns into more money. I think that that's that's a big factor there. I mean, they don't want they don't want another. What was the final last year? Goodness, what was the sixty six three or something? Sixty five seven. I mean, it was, it was something. Bad. They don't want another game like that in the national championship. Sure, and I just it's. But so what? That's when is is the NC now? It's obviously not the same people, but that would be like the NCAA coming up. And when you get to the Sweet Sixteen, they go, "Let's hey, let's kick out some of these long shots because we don't think they're as good." In you know, in in sports generally, you win, you continue. Yeah. If and- if if you're in the bracket and you keep winning, you're not eliminated. Right, and I just I you know I heard le- leading up to this the notion that the, the committee is tasked with picking the four best teams and not the four most deserving teams. And I thought four, that's why they went away from the eye test. Yeah, I think I think four best teams is so much more subjective than cool, of course oh, no than evaluating it's the, whoever ESPN and their corporate media are pushing for the last two weeks before the committee votes. That's and, who it ends and there's, up being. There's no question that right now the feeling is this might be. Nick Saban's last ride. If we can, if he, you know, may, maybe Auburn fans should be pulling and if, and if, and if uh, they win the national title and he gets his seventh at Alabama, which is the most anybody's ever had at any one school, uh, then, then he'll decide it's time to, to move down to Jupiter. I wouldn't I bet no on idea. that. Yeah. I wouldn't bet on that. But I mean, that's what you're going to, that's what's going to be played up. It's going to be Nick. And then Evil Jim. That's gonna, you know, that's you, what we're gonna hear for the next month. Are you guys surprised that Florida State is participating in the postseason at all? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. I don't know. That's a tough call. That's and the thing is, call. if they get their 
tails beat in by Georgia, everybody's going to say, well, the committee was right. But That's what the that, committee's that, thinking. Yeah. But I think if you're Florida State, you play you play your butts off. I mean, if you beat Georgia, you go, screw you. We are the, you know, yeah. we, we were deserving and, I, and we yeah. deserve somebody to vote they us were number one. as much as 2004 Auburn deserves it. Absolutely. And, and 2004 Auburn absolutely deserves to be yep. a national champion. Yeah, and, and as far as, you know, whether or not it's a recognized championship or anything, I would hope that regardless of what happens in the bowl game, I think what would what would be the right thing to do would be for the city of Tallahassee and or the university itself to recognize the 13 and0 ACC championship the same way or along the same way you would if this team were national champion because they're going to deserve this... it a hell of a lot more than than, than UCF did yeah and I think they'll, I think they would have the support of the community to come out for you know whatever sort of celebration oh, yeah. you wanted to provide but I mean so that I team... think yeah I, that's where I feel like yeah the kids man they deserve to be playing in a big game a bigger one than this but um sure it'll be interesting to see I uh, man as as the mentioned the transfer portal See who's going to be playing for whom in uh, in in the bowl game. So uh, and and in the postseason, we're just getting underway. I've, I mean, I've got quite a few more thoughts. I'm sure you do, our listeners. We'd love for you to join in. You can give us a call on the Drive Hotline presented by Skybar. That number three two one thirteen ninety. That's three three four. Three two one thirteen ninety. You can also text the show three three four five six four eighteen forty. That's the drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast. Available however you listen to podcasts. We're right back with your phone calls and more here on the Monday Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com, Drew here at the controls, and a full bank of calls, and let's get them started with Alan. Hey, Alan. Hey, guys. You know, I listen to your um, the noontime show on this station a lot, and over the last few weeks, it's comical or cute, I don't know what it is, to hear all the faux hand-wringing, oh, Alabama's just not going to do it this year. they got so much to overcome. Give me a break. If you've been alive for the last 20 years – it was just a matter of who was going to be the sacrificial lamb. Thought it was going to be Texas. Ended up being FSU. Even at ranked eight, I think it was eight, they had probably as good or better chance than any team in front of them being Final Four. If you've been alive for the last 20 years, they know how it works. It's going to work. Period. I, I thought Florida's – I just thought the undefeated team. You know, I, I, I actually – yeah. You know, I thought I agree with the the notion that maybe Texas, you know, would would have had to sweat it out. Although the head to head thing would have been, you know, that that would have been the debated issue if Alabama had gotten in over over Texas as as the last team in the draw and Florida State had been included. Uh, but no, I I just did not know. I mean, and I, I guess that Bill, how much do you think the quarterback injury plays in, into this with Florida State? Do you think with uh, I think you, I think that's a very convenient. Uh, answer. I mean, I'm yeah. sure it does. I mean, when when you're when you're looking, if you're trying to just say the four best teams, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think Florida State uh, stands nearly as good a chance, obviously, without Jordan Travis as they do. Uh, you know, as but, as they do without him. 
didn't the committee say that? But don't you think that's just a, a cover for saying that, well, you know, the ACC is really not not up to snuff as a conference, so they had to use the quarterback to kind of cover for them in, in that regard. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's an ACC we'll, snub. I mean, it we'll uh, never know. In Boot Corrigan and NC in, from NC State. We'll, ne- we'll yeah. never know. Yeah. We'll never know what would have happened had Jordan Travis stayed healthy. Like uh, it would have been a whole lot more difficult then to just. I guess then you just sort of job Texas. Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. We don't. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know if that would have been enough to exclude uh, an, an SEC team yeah. from the from the college football playoff or, or how the how the season plays out or anything and, like that. Yeah. Final final thought. Yeah, I'm with you, Bill. I I, I don't know if Michigan scores against Alabama. Yeah. Really. They just just don't impress me. Yeah, what they throw for one fifty in the title game? Of course, I know Iowa's got a good defense. They threw for one fifty, and and I was surprised. Superstar running back ran for like fifty. I was surprised to see Michigan favored when when the lines opened up. I I yeah, me too. I was. I was. I mean, I'm stunned. They've been been great all season, um, uh, but I just you know it's I, yep, surprised to uh, to surprise me to see that. Let's get back to the uh, phone, and Terry is up next. Hey, Terry. Hey, good afternoon, guys. I think everybody's forgetting about one angle that nobody's really touched on. What's that? Do you not remember how much belly aching, crying, and moaning Saban did last year at the point when the TCU got in and they didn't? Yeah. No, I do remember that. you think that's a factor? Because I do. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think that that's, that's a minor factor. No, it's a major one. I mean, I mean, you don't bite that. You don't bite the, the – what's the what's – else? I mean, I'm messing it up. Well, I mean, he's he Andy is he has helped them make an awful lot of money, and he is also someone they would love whenever he does decide to hang it up to be, you know, one of one of their feature guys, one of the, the faces of ESPN. Oh, yeah, and, and I've heard people say he just wants to win one more than he's getting out. So that's, that's – I've heard several people say that leading up to this. So, uh, no, I don't think they're one of the best four teams. I really don't. You, I, do you, think, I just think it's you don't think Alabama's one of the best Alabama's four teams. You don't think Alabama's one of the best four teams. No, I do not. Who, no, who do you think's going to yeah. win? The, who do you think's going to win the title? I want Terry's. I think Michigan's the best team in the country, Bill. You think Michigan beats them? Mm-hmm. Wow. I okay. want Terry's. I just don't see how. I want, I want Terry's top four that doesn't include Alabama. Is what I want. Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Oregon. Hmm. It's a two-loss Oregon team. You, I mean, look. look I, I, I'm not sure. But we got to remember that the SEC did not have a great out-of-conference record against other Power Fives. Losing I think, record to the ACC, I, right? Yeah, I think it was 6-4 to four ACC over SEC, if I remember correctly. I don't have it in front of me. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not ready to just, just because history tells us what happens a lot of times in these situations necessarily to project that into this year. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of more open. I think the committee was so scared that the, what happened to TCU with Georgia last year was going to happen to Florida State and whomever they drew. It's going to be a major blow. It's going to make them look bad. You know, that that was something we talked about is whether or not the, the concern that Florida State wouldn't be able to field a competitive game uh, spooked the committee and or ESPN uh, into, uh, into 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 Alabama's, uh, you know, in, into, into Alabama's fortune. You know, they're like – And I, then I'll I, tell you something else, I think it hurt them too. I think the Louisville losing to Kentucky hurt her Florida State too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's right. I mean – any anything, I just felt like anything that could be used. I think I felt like Texas was going to get in, uh, but I felt like Alabama was. Well, at first I felt like Alabama was going to get in. They won the SEC. They're not going to keep. They're not going to keep an SEC team out. I didn't think they'd put two SEC teams, so they had to go with a head to head. 
But if they're going to put Alabama in, they had to put Texas in, and somebody had to pay. I didn't know what to yeah. expect until that until that until their little box splashed up on the TV I was watching. I just wasn't sure what they're going to do. I really thought Florida State was going to get in after they won on Saturday night. I saw the odds start to shift where where it seemed like you know folks knew that Florida State wasn't getting in overnight Saturday to Sunday, and that put me on edge that Alabama was going to be able to move in. I I just didn't think the committee would leave out an undefeated Power Five team, even an undefeated Power Five team. With with a quarterback injury, by the way, Brock Glenn, guy we talked about as a recruit, getting yeah. the, uh, getting the start in the ACC yeah. championship game. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I didn't think. You know, I, I I thought until I saw like more evidence that that Alabama might indeed get left out once Florida State won that game. And one quick question for Brian, I'll hang up and listen. Is Auburn going to do anything as far as the pass rush? Because they need to. They need to get a pass rush. Yes, yeah, so they Appreciate absolutely it, are. Um, if, if you Appreciate haven't heard, it, Jerry. Uh, Steven Sings is, is moving on. Yep. Uh, he was the uh, Jet linebacker they got from Liberty last year. Just feels like um, maybe it was a little bit too big of a step up for him. Saw him more in the first three games yeah. of the season than you yeah. did the rest of the way. Um, but Jalen McLeod, I, I think there's a pretty good chance he's returning. I'm not going to say it's official until he makes it official. So that's how Auburn's. much uh, does he have one year left of, uh, yeah, of so. eligibility? So that is Auburn's best pass rusher re- returning. Uh, y- they feel like Britton Williams is going to step up. He's from Opelika, step up in, in next year, be bigger, stronger, faster, as most freshmen are after year one, and be in that rotation. Uh, they've got Jamonte Waller, the very talented high school player. They flipped from Florida about a month ago coming in. And then they are going to make a pass rusher or a jet linebacker in the portal a very, yeah. very high priority. Uh, yeah, well, how about this? Because we got to take a break. But, but <laughs> when we come back, if, if you have any, since the portal opened up earlier today, do you have names that Auburn is after or reportedly yeah. after? Oh, yeah, we got portal? like six. Okay, don't say, don't, don't say any of them yet. But, but how about some uh, when we get back? Uh, Brian, recap some of the offers Auburn has already made. Yeah. We, I don't know if we've gone over the players who are in the portal. No, no, we haven't. Yeah. We've got to catch you up. As we said, the portal, just tons of of players entering the portal today. Quite a few. Uh, let's see, Auburn's got a handful that have that have gotten in today. Five. Three, three receivers. And uh, we will talk about that and more. We'll get to John as well when we come back here on the Monday Drive. And Dan Peck on ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Monday afternoon, 25 minutes away from five. We'll get to John before we continue with uh, some of our thoughts. Hey, John. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, personally, I think Alabama's going to smoke Michigan like a Christmas ham. Yep, I do too. I don't understand how uh, Michigan came out as a two-point favorite. That's unbelievable. Uh, but as far as the four teams, I think the committee get the most – the four teams that are probably the most competitive at this point or what they think will be the most competitive. But going forward, the bigger thing is, what, what say if this was this time next year and the boy had broke his leg, would they have left him out of a 12-team playoff? I don't know. We that's were just a, that, we, that's a good question. We were just arguing during the commercial break, like using the justification to rank Alabama ahead of Florida State should also be used to rank Georgia ahead of, ahead Florida, of Florida State. State. If you're going to rank them now on best like, teams, like Georgia the, for sure is like 
better than Florida State. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you justify Florida State at five if you're willing to drop them, you know, because of the quarterback. They, they're doing that to set up the drama of this. Like, well, here, Florida State claims they should be in the four. Look, now they're playing a team below them, and they're going to get they're going to get spanked by now, the dogs. Now, Bill, you you made a case. I don't want if you don't want to talk about it during, you know on the show. I get it, but you you made a case during the commercial break. Do you think? Do you think Georgia should have been considered for that fourth spot instead of Alabama? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's it would be very tough to put a team in that just lost to another team and they finish with the same record. But I I might have leaned toward Georgia and Alabama over Texas. Despite Texas's win yes, in, in Tuscaloosa. Because that, that did come early in the season before Alabama knew what they were doing. And they're gonna. I think Alabama's gonna get that opportunity, John, to, for a rematch against Texas. And I sure wouldn't bet against the Tide. So uh, <clears throat> next year is the format. Is it uh, does the four uh, top seeds get a, a buy? Yes, and good? I hate that. I hate that. If you're gonna expand yeah. it, I it would. Be I, was, I was hoping it would go to either eight or sixteen, yeah. where all right, you, you're already gonna give an advantage in having you know home fields for some teams. But I think it's. Uh, I, I think it's really unfair. Now you're going to have a situation next year where if you've got anything like this year, the fifth team is at a big disadvantage compared to the number four because they've got an extra game. they got to buy the top four teams. All right, uh, one, one question I've got for you uh, aficionados here. Uh, I got home from church uh, Sunday and I t- tuned in to watch the basketball game and uh, I watched Auburn sleepwalk through that game and uh, pretty much a uh, – Looked like Appalachian State was a better team, and Auburn couldn't hit water if they'd have fallen out of a boat all day long shooting threes. I think we were like uh, three, three of, of three of twenty-seven, three of twenty-seven, yeah, five of forty-three. Rough. The last two ball games, I think it's like nineteen of ninety-one in the last four games, and that's so that's that just, probably uh, the the most concerning thing is that heading into the season, Brian, the feeling was this is going to be a much better shooting team. The question is defense. Defense yeah. is what's kept them in ball games it lately. Is. They can't shoot. Yep, and I, I thought um, they kept on shooting uh, the other night instead of doing something different. Force right? the, get the ball inside. Yeah, the the word that dominating that... inside. Uh, I thought there were um, opportunities for them to dri- dribble drive and, and, and do some things and get to the foul line more, and uh, they kept settling for the outside shot, which I, I do think this team is a better Three-point shooting team and will be, but when it's not when falling, it's, right? And you're on the road in a place like this, you got to you got to be able to, um, you know, change your approach. And I think a more mature team, a more experienced team, one that's going to grow through the season, will be able to do that a little bit better. I, I just think that was a it was a tough loss for Auburn, but it's also a really great learning experience. I thought for every player on that team and the staff, I, and I, I sure hope so. Yeah, like I said, they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't. It was like uh, God did not want them to win that game because uh, they could not buy a basket for. No. Long stretch of time, but like I said, hopefully that was a, a one-off and just a uh, like they were playing in a pretty uh, rowdy environment for a twelve o'clock game on a Sunday. So. Oh, it was. That's the first time I believe in twenty-five years that uh, that App State or fifteen years, I guess that App State had had a top twenty-five team in Holmes Holmes Convocation Center. No, I think it was a it was a it's a Power Five team first yeah. true road. And, yep. and I mean that and rare rare for a national television game. To be broadcast, which, Power is, five, which so is maybe right. which is maybe why ESPN had commentators zooming in, which I thought was kind of a bummer. Yeah. Too, I, I think that you know, and, and I made this point on the Observer. I watch uh, I watch men's and women's college basketball from App State on ESPN Plus uh, during conference play, and they have a good local team. I guess ESPN wanted national TV 
uh, people, you know, d- doing the game, even if they couldn't be there in the arena. But I thought it really, I don't know, it it, it would have added to the atmosphere on television, I think, if they'd mm-hmm. been able to, uh, to, to, to have a local crew there. As for the game itself, I mean... We were talking about shot selection earlier in the season, Bill, right? Like that was that was something that we yep. wondered if, you know, especially from the perimeter, if, if Bruce wanted to see, uh, you know, guys get better looks or different looks or, or try, try to get more inside. Felt like App State was daring Auburn to, to beat them at the three-point line uh, with the way they were uh, playing, especially later in the game. Um, and that's... Uh, something Auburn could see more of this season, especially. Oh, you're, if the, uh, you're absolutely uh, right about that. Team just s- sag it in and saying, "Let's see what you can do." Yeah. Final thing is, I think uh, the Birmingham Bowl hit a home run for Birmingham and Troy uh, with them going to uh, play Duke up there. That ought to be entertaining. Oh, you're not and kidding. A well attended game. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate it. Y'all have a good afternoon. Yeah, it's only like- excellent year for Troy. Troy. Troy probably got a little argument about uh, um, uh, even an uh, even bigger bowl. I know SMU is not happy. They're wondering. I thought it was hilarious, though, that, uh, that, that Boo Corrigan comes out and had a comment about why Liberty is in a New Year's Six Bowl, and he said, because they kept winning. You can't knock them out when they keep winning. It's like, oh, oh, but SMU, whose two losses were to two Power Five schools, Liberty did not play a Power Five school and so Liberty's in there. So, yeah. I mean, he, he gave the exact opposite argument as to why Liberty's in the New Year's Six as to why Florida State didn't make it into the uh, playoffs. Trojans sure seem like one of the five best group of five teams You're in, not the, kidding. in all of college football. And uh, there aren't that many D1 head coaches who know who I am, but two of them are going to face off in the Birmingham Bowl. Our good pal Trooper Taylor, interim head coach at, uh, at, at Duke, uh, maybe Duke makes a move before the bowl game, but uh, but but in the meantime, uh, yeah, interim head coach Trooper Taylor, former Auburn guy, and uh, and John Sumrall, they're they're at Troy, who's doing a great job. Only uh, only two teams won uh, their leagues back to back years in D one college football. Michigan and Troy are the two uh, hmm. d- d- two time uh, defending uh, conference champions. So we were uh, we were talking portal. Did we did we tease that? Yeah, we did. Yellowhammer, hang on a little bit. Want to get to some of this because. Uh, today, the, the portal officially opened. A lot of players had announced that they were going to enter the portal. But today, the, uh, the the gates have opened, yeah. and it is flooding. Six players from Auburn have went ahead and either said they're entering the portal or have actually entered. Um, that would be uh, Aniche Sledge and Steven Johnson, two defensive um, line. young, young defensive, defensive linemen, linemen that probably were not going to be able to play here for, for various reasons. Uh, Steven Sings, the edge uh, linebacker who transferred from Liberty. Uh, last year is also uh, moving on. And then three receivers, which is not surprising considering um, the struggles Auburn had that position. Amari yeah, we knew Kelly. about Amari Kelly. I mean, he, he'd announced yeah. prior to the portal opening. And then J- Jair Shorter. And I, I didn't Johnson realize Jr. he had an extra year of eligibility. I guess he does. I, um, I didn't realize that either. But, you know, it gets confusing because some guys get the fifth year and then you got the sixth year with COVID. And there's COVID. Po- possible medicals yep, as well. Yep. So there's, there's yeah. So Auburn, Auburn has had six players enter. They have offered a eight. few players already. I've yeah. got eight so far. There may be more. Uh, and that includes three offensive linemen. Um, maybe the best of the bunch is Alan Heron, uh, a kid from Shorter University, which I think is a – It's over in Georgia. D2. It's in, it's in Rome. Yeah. Yeah, D2 it's a, school. It's a smaller school, but he is a monster. He is getting tons of offers. Yeah, he is. And uh, Gerquan Scott uh, from Southern Miss, Easton Kilty from North Dakota – are two other ones I think are more guard-type players. Uh, and then they offered Derek Harmon, a pretty talented defensive line from Michigan State. 
who I think could be immediately part of that rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they offer Nate Clifton, another guy from Vanderbilt. Yeah, a, he's a, a, a big, long. Sort uh, of a long, I mean, a built about like Elijah end. McAllister. Yeah, probably a, a, a D end and uh, a guy who would definitely step in and be right right part of that um, uh, step in there probably with Keldrick Falk and be a part of that rotation right away. Uh, Chris Paul, a, a he could be a jack. He's only 6'1", but he had some big, big numbers as far as tackles for Yeah, he was a linebacker sacks. at yeah. Arkansas. Mardner, um, Mardner and Hooks, getting back to receiver, Mardner and Hooks are out of eligibility. I believe right? so. Yes. yes. As far and as then, I know. And then, as far and then, as we know. And then we think, we, well, we thought Shorter might have been, but he is transferring out. So that's five already. Um, Auburn only has, yeah. I think, four scholarship receivers left. And then Javarius is probably declaring, but he hasn't done that yet, so we'll see. Declaring for? The NFL. He was a senior. Oh, oh okay. But he has a year of eligibility left. Javarius right, does. Because yeah. he, he does. was on the roster in 20. I mean, I think all you have is three slots and Camden Brown. You've got yep. Javarius, who hasn't announced anything, Jay Fair, Caleb Burton, and Camden Brown, and that's all and, the scholarship yeah. and, receivers. And Coy Moore. Coy Moore, yes, would have one right. year. Coy, right. Coy Moore would have one year left as well if, if, he, if he wanted to return. And yeah, then Auburn has offered two um, transfer receivers, Robert Lewis, who I received from Georgia State, and then just recently Will Shepard, a talented kid from Vanderbilt. Vandy has had a lot of players hit the portal yeah. today. Yeah, they have. I believe those are both. Will Shepard is the real deal. He, he is, is really, really good, um, but he's from Mandeville, Louisiana. Yeah. And LSU is very, very interested, as is just about everyone. He had like, what, uh, was he the one that had 50 or 70 catches? He had a lot of catches for a lot of yards he did. this year. He is really good, and he's good size, too. Those, those are both uh, players with one year of eligibility remaining, I believe, in, uh, in Shepard and Lewis. And Lewis was third-team All-Sunbelt uh, this year playing for Georgia State. All right, uh, before we get to break, let's get to Yellowhammer. He's been hanging on for a little while. Hey, Yellowhammer. Hey, afternoon. This is pretty quick. Uh, I could uh, take FSU's side of the story if and only if they have a stronger strength of schedule than any of the others. Yeah, just any one or the other. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, I'm not sure if they. I'm not sure exactly what the strength not, of yeah, schedule is. I don't believe the metrics liked Florida State very much at all, as far as the uh, the, the the strength of schedule numbers and. Uh, and things like that. I just, well, I'm just talking about me. You know, I, I feel like if I were judging things, I'd say, okay, you won your conference, you're undefeated. Uh, well, let's look at your uh, the next thing. Logically, to me, would be to drop down to, okay, what's your strength of, spe- of schedule? And that's that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, I just uh, again, I really feel, I really feel for a team that won a Power Five conference going unbeaten, and was in the playoffs a week ago. And then they win by ten points and get bumped. I just don't. That just doesn't. That just doesn't add up to me. Well, with five uh, major conferences and only four spots, I guess every year this is going to come up, right? <laughs> well, uh, while there were fourteen, well, yeah, while there was a fourteen playoff, yes, that ends this year. This is the last year. Okay. Well, thanks. All right. Appreciate it, Neil Hammer. Could have had a 12-team playoff this year if it wasn't for that great alliance. Yeah, and yeah. Florida State, and Florida State again, one of the more outspoken teams yeah. against expanding the playoffs. The ACC has made two of the worst decisions in the last 15 years or so, as far as conferences, or as far as they were teams much, much better just they, a few years ago. They tied up their media rights until is it 2037? I can never remember the date. 
something crazy like Although, that. Although you know what, we'll see. Uh, you know, as uh, you know, if, if as uh, as cable numbers dwindle, if you, you know, if, if you want to get back on the market anytime soon, because we could see if that's a bubble, maybe having long term deals isn't going to be the worst thing. But you're right. Right now, they've left money on the table compared to the SEC and the Big Ten. Yeah. And it could, and it could break the... The Big Ten are going to be making three, three times yeah. more than the ACC. And it could, and it could break and the league. Rights. It could break the league up if enough of the, if enough yeah. of the league decides that's something. And, and if, I guess for the ACC as a whole, had they not done that, Florida State and North Carolina and several other schools have already been gone and maybe the conference breaks up. But for those schools to agree to that and to do that and then be so involved in this alliance, they have... They have Absolutely, what's the word I you can use? I'm saying the bad word. They have know, actually messed messed themselves up. Yeah, right. They, 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 they have they, done it to themselves. They ruined the bed sheets. All yeah. right. No, no, but like, uh, uh, here, here's the thing: uh, the ACC started the 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 trend of adding teams from other leagues to improve your position as a football brand so you can mm -hmm. make a better deal with the TV networks. Yeah. That's what they did when they went and got Miami. Miami, Florida State. And Miami, well, well, Florida State in the 90s, but the wave when they brought in Miami and Virginia Tech and Boston College from the Big East, they brought all of those yeah. teams in yeah. together thinking it would strengthen the football brand in the ACC. I believe Pitt joined shortly thereafter also from the Big East, and they were like, oh, okay, well, we've got – uh, some schools that because because at the time the ACC was a basketball conference, right. uh, largely you know that that was their bread and butter was uh, you know was Tobacco Road and and uh, you know ha having having programs like that uh, you know sort of at the forefront and uh, instead now football may be the thing that breaks the conference apart uh, ultimately. Yeah, we'll see. But that, there's a long way to go, and I don't. That's a lot of money you got to pay to get others mm -hmm. right. So I, I don't know how it's going to break. Well, th this may help though. Somehow, I mean, they may sue and say, you know, you you didn't yeah. you didn't put up a good enough fight for the for your conference. You didn't see him everywhere. Although, um, I was going to get to break, but I got to mention this one. Although, did you see the the ACC commissioner Phillips? Isn't, isn't that the ACC commissioner? Said that he was turned down. He asked ESPN if he could be on the air, and they turned him down. But they had Greg Sankey on. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll get to our final break of hour number one. Love for you to join us here on the Monday Drive. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic. Back on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive, final segment of hour number one. And right back to the uh, Drive hotline. Presented by Skybar and Jerry is next. Hey, Jerry. Hey, guys. Um, I, I wanted to know about the linebacker from Booker T. Washington. Joseph uh, Phillips. Joseph, I think is his name. Yeah, yes. Phillips. Uh-huh. Uh, is he going to be a line, true linebacker or an edge? Uh, he can play both, and I feel like that's what Auburn's going to look at him. Uh, I think Jamonte yeah, Waller was signed as a – very versatile. Yeah. Uh, I think Phillips can play edge, um, and he can also be a really good Willie linebacker and provide plenty of pass rush and other stuff from there. And he's got so much size and so much potential. I, I just think he's he's going to be a special player no matter where he lines up for Auburn. I just I just think he's a great athlete, and uh, once he gets some some of that college um, training room and all that stuff, he's just going to blow up. Great, good to hear. Um, didn't I hear that uh, Auburn has the number one linebacker group in the country? In that class, I have not seen the linebacker mm -hmm. range, but I, it's I very, very good. Now they've mm -hmm. got four commitments uh, at linebacker: uh, Demarcus Riddick, another really talented who's the, who's kid. The Florida flip, 
Is, is that, that that's, that's Jamate that's Waller. Waller? That's Waller. Yeah, okay. Who is definitely going to be a jack? He's a hundred percent an edge pass rusher. And then um, uh, you mentioned Phillips, and then D'Angelo Barber from Pinson uh, is a really big physical uh, guy who, who I think could probably play somewhere in the middle, but probably Mike. Hey, we're linebackers and wide receivers. We're doing pretty good. Yeah, the wide receiver class is maybe the best class in Auburn history, although there was a really good class back uh, when I first started covering recruiting with Ben Obamato, Devin Aroma should do. Courtney Taylor. Yep. And, um, yeah. I think Anthony, Anthony was the year before. Was it, was I it? think he redshirted. I'm I believe he may have been. Obamato was the last receiver rated as a five-star out of high school to uh, to sign with Auburn, I believe, by any of the recruiting services. Last, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we I think the, the top, since Auburn signed Tim Hawthorne, I don't believe they've signed a receiver from the state who was rated higher than Tim Hawthorne. That looks like it could change. Oh, this Lee year, Guess Brian. was in that. Anthony Mix was in that class. It's hey, the 2002 class. Yep. Yeah. Great Appreciate stuff. the call, yeah. Jerry. We'll get to our top of the hour break. Halfway done. Love for you to join in in hour number two of the Monday Drive. From Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is the drive the drive with bill cameron and dan peck on espn 1067 and online at espnau.com to be a part of the drive call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at espnau.com Welcome into hour number two of the Monday Drive. Hope everybody doing well on a, a nice Monday. Going to be uh, cooling off a little bit. Doesn't look like any rain in the forecast. Uh, nice nice weather here as students are taking finals. It is finals week. Hey, just a little a little word. Uh, be careful if you're if you're driving today. Be safe if you're driving today. I noticed uh, that uh, there are there's the 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 uh, local law enforcement is watching very closely. I I saw someone get it. As a matter of fact, I saw three different cars pulled over just from the time I left my office till I got here well, the, today. Well, the, so you know, do what you're supposed to abide by the abide by the laws right, and my rules. Theory, my theory there is. Officers of the law know that students are all leaving by the end of this upcoming uh, weekend. Th- th- you're absolutely right about that. And you got to make hay while the sun you is got shining. Christmas sure coming seems up. Like it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's the end of the year, too. We're I mean, not making know. any accusations here. We're just joking. No, about I, think, you <laughs> know what, I, I think about Coach Die a lot, you know, and, uh, and yeah, he, you know, he, he would tell you, right, you got to make hay. You got to make hay while the sun's shining in those situations. You're, you're right. So just, uh, just be aware of that, folks. What, one quick thing we're talking about receivers uh-huh. at Auburn. Cam Coleman, who flipped from. Uh, Texas A&M, uh, was it just two days ago, three days uh, ago? Friday, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, he moved up. Uh, Rivals uh, updated the rankings. Oh, he moved up. Moved up to number five in the country. Yeah, number five overall. Wow. And overall. got that fifth star. Yep. Uh, and um, uh, I think he's, yeah, he is now a five-star. Auburn's class has 19 commitments now. It's in the top ten. And, uh, you know, I, they're going to add to it, right? They're going to add good players to this class as we move forward here over the next uh is it three weeks from Wednesday? Yeah, three weeks from Wednesday. Two weeks from this coming Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this right. Wednesday is the 6th. It's wow. the 20th. Yeah, yeah, two. The so, 20th. So, so just, 16 more just days. Just 16 days. Wow. Until signing. And there in the go. meantime, 
The portal is going crazy. Yes, it is. I mean, this we talked we talked about it a little bit. Don Dunn was in for the whole show on on Friday, and yes, I mean, he was talking about missing his days of coaching, not missing the craziness that is going on now that Hugh Freeze right. talked about last week with the portal being open for 30 days. Yep. It's open till January 3rd. They're going to start bringing kids in for official visits this next week? weekend. Yes. Yep. And, well, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And, of course, they have to start preparing for the bowl game, too. Yeah. And so, um, we'll wait till finals. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know, finals get over this week, graduation this weekend. Then they'll start practice for the uh, – uh, for the bowl game, Nashville against Maryland on December 30th. Bill, you can be superstitious at times. I brought Don Dunn uh, coffee the night before the Iron Bowl this year. I can never do oh, that's that, all right. again, that right? It was better. It turned out better than the New Mexico State game. It was probably better than a lot of folks thought it was going to be. Right, not, not the kind of ending you want. Then I, I, can, but, I can bring but, him coffee yeah. again sometime. Yeah, you can. For a day yeah, game. Right, I was going to say. No, and, how, and that was a great show, by the way. Really enjoyed uh, Friday. And uh, Sorry I couldn't be there, but, uh, but Don did a, a oh, great job. he did. And, and I told coaches. him, yes, I definitely. Uh, I'll definitely uh, – Think of him the next time. I know you've got you've got a few road trips. You'll sure. be gone. So. And, and this is a this is a great time with uh, with with football uh, winding down, but with a lot of really interesting stuff happening off the field to, to get his uh, his analysis. All right. So all right, we will open up the phone lines here as we get underway in hour number two of the drive, which is brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, <clears throat> East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at OrthoClinic. Dot com And you can uh, join us by calling the Drive Hotline, presented by Skybar, that number, 334-321-1390. You can also uh, text the show, 334-564-1840, on the Drive text box, presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, available however you listen to podcasts. Let's get to the Drive Hotline, and Jeremy gets us started this hour. Hey, Jeremy. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh... Always going to throw cold water on the conspiracy theories. Look, I don't, I don't like Alabama being in there. I don't think it's right. But, Bill, just by the justification of you think Alabama's going to beat everybody, don't you think they're one of the four best teams? Oh, I think they're one of the oh. four best teams. I didn't. Did I say they were? Oh, it's, it's a hard – not uh, – I just didn't think they – I didn't yeah. think that under the – the rules that they had been going by, I didn't think they would make it. I'm not sure Alabama has one of the four best resumes. I, I think, but I think they're I think they're one of the four best teams for sure. Yeah, look, that committee they could have taken the easy route if they put Florida State in. That's the easy route, and they've got way fewer questions to answer today. Oh, you're right. And way and, and way less and way less money coming in probably. And, and I think the reason they have way fewer <laughs> questions is because. By and large, people would have viewed it as fair. A difficult yes. decision, but the fair thing to do. Do you, do you think an Alabama fan turns a, turns a college football playoff game off if they're not there? Yes. Oh, I don't. No. I do, just so they, they complain people, about what they would have done the to those teams. Ratings, now, they though, may the watch them just for that. In Alabama and Birmingham, Always. though? Absolutely. Yeah. They know that the best, they'll get the best numbers ever with Alabama playing. They get more eyes. They do. Well, that's true of every network. That's why that's why every network puts them on. CBS sure. wants all Alabama Absolutely. for that 230 slot. Yeah, that's, that's not just an ESPN thing. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm just never going to be big on the conspiracy. I think I wasn't for years and years. I, maybe by the time you're my age and things continue, you, you might be, Jerry. Hey, look, I have, I have seen it. Um, I just also realized Duke, Duke and Kansas get calls in basketball, and, you know, it – 
Golly, let's don't even. You, we, didn't, we haven't even gotten into some of the calls in the in the uh, championship it, game the other night. That was a poorly officiated game. I think the Big Twelve is extremely fortunate that their champion happens to be the team that beat Alabama because we were talking about this during the commercial oh, right break. I think I think if any other Big Twelve team were sitting there at twelve and one. I think Georgia's in the playoff instead of that Big 12 that's, team. That's a very good point. I think man. if anyone else from the Big 12 except the team that happened to go to Tuscaloosa and win had gone 12-1 and this year and won that league, if it's if it's Kansas State at 12-1 and having won the Big 12 this year, I think, I think Georgia's in instead of Kansas State. And it's why that argument I've heard people talking about, like, well, you know, you just don't need to play any big games and, and all this other kind of stuff. It's why that game that Texas won over Alabama is so important. It's why you play those games. You argue. Uh, it was several years back when you had Oklahoma and Ohio State playing their home and homes back and forth. Everybody always was like, well, the loser ended up being out of the playoffs. Why did you play those games? People don't realize the winner wound up getting in because yep. they won that game. Notre Dame has eliminated USC uh, in, from, from the playoff right. in, in recent years with by, by winning that game and, and making the playoff. And, and they ended up making it because they won that game. Like not like the idea that that big game doesn't mean doesn't mean anything. Like Texas got a big they got a big boost and it it has propped up their whole season because they went into Tuscaloosa and won that ball game. Yeah, and, and had Alabama won that game, we're probably talking about them as as the the number one team picking picking their shot right now. So even any and having if Alabama, yeah. if Alabama had won that game, I think you would have had Alabama and Georgia in this thing regardless. Oh, I, I think you're right. I think, I think it, yeah. if, if Alabama, if that was undefeated Georgia and undefeated oh, Alabama. Oh, they, they would both have been in. Play, yes, I agree. Playing to a 27-24 final, they are both in the playoffs. Yep. But because Alabama lost that game, it knocked Georgia out. I agree. That's am- amazing to think about the, the ripples ripples in the pond, right? Yeah, and that, that's where, like, look, nobody on that playoff committee gives like, – Jim Grove does not care – you know, he doesn't have any favors to Alabama. Most of those most of those people on the committee are way more connected to Notre Dame or the ACC than they are anywhere else. Um, and that's where, like, like just conspiracy stuff. Like now, like it's, they they literally sat down and did the same thing we would do. They all think Alabama is is one of the four best teams, and they put them in there. I don't think it was right. I think the easy decision. I actually think the right decision would have been to put Florida State in. But I do think Alabama is one of the four best teams. Oh, I agree. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Good stuff, man. Appreciate the right. 334-321-1390. Who do we have up next? Tex. Tex is next. Hey, Tex. Hello, Tex. Hey, guys. I got a few questions, but I'm just going to make one statement. I don't know how many Alabama fans would watch, but I know one Auburn fan that won't watch Auburn and Georgia play each other, and he's not going to watch – Alabama in the semifinals, and if they make it to the finals, he won't be watching the finals. I'll watch the Golden Bachelor rerun oh, before I watch You mean that. you won't watch Florida and State and Georgia, the, right? The Golden Bachelor is great. What are you guys talking about? Watching, I'm not watching the Golden Bachelor either. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Brian's just waiting his awful. turn. No, no, no. <laughs> so, anyway, that being said, a couple things. There's been discussions on, on this station that uh, – about strength in our quarterback room, but there seems to be a lot of talk about transfer quarterbacks. Ryan, do you think we're going to get or we're going to bring in or attempt to bring in a an experienced quarterback 
I competition I, because I heard I heard Coach Freeze say it again. Competition makes you better. Yeah, yeah. I, at this time, I'm kind of leaning no, but I think there's just a lot of factors involved. I don't I, think Auburn wants to bring in somebody who is similar in ability to Peyton because it might cause people to leave like Peyton and you might not be might have off. an empty room except right. for whoever you bring right. in you don't there, you don't want to have that there's also the the point of okay Peyton is a good solid quarterback right what if you make the offensive line better what if you make the wide receivers better what if you improve those important areas how much better offensively well, can you be I, I talked about it a little the other day Brian I mean there there is no salary cap but there is a cap there is right. a limit to, to the resources that you have available. Right. And if, uh, you know, and, and if, 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 we're, if, we're to be, yeah, if we're to believe uh, Matt Rule that it's going to cost you a million plus to get a proven quarterback, would you be better served using those resources there or for multiple other positions? Right. So I don't rule it out because I think if the no, right quarterback at the right price, who well, was a sure thing comes along, either you, a much better, you were sure was better right. than Peyton, or B was a young guy that wanted to come in and you know maybe step up and be the guy next year. Right. I think those would be two areas that Auburn might make a move in. You, they just got to be really careful how they do it. So I had a the similar conversation with somebody who's on this radio right now uh, this morning. Bill, what were the numbers again? What was Peyton Thorne's completion rate for the year? Uh, 62.3, I think. Was it really that good with the yeah. receiving core? It was. And yeah. and here, Brian, we looked at this. When Tex called, he was like 149 for 239. And I just did a, what is 70% of that? If, he, if, the, if there had been 18 more completions. Right. I feel like we could go back and count 18 balls that could have been caught. He completes 70% of his passes. Now, now do you guys do you guys know, because I, I did the numbers during the Observer podcast yesterday, do you know, because we were talking about 1,000-yard receivers under Hugh Freeze and, mm-hmm. and what he had brought in previously in his career, if you don't count Rivaldo as a receiver, do you know what the top six receivers on the team this season finished with in receiving yards combined? Uh Maybe a thousand. Under just, a just, it's just over eleven hundred. Okay, for the that's, top, the top six, six receivers. That's yeah. that's Var. Yeah. That's Var. Fair. Camden. Uh, Caleb Burton. Uh, uh, I think Shane Hooks and Malcolm Malcolm Johnson Jr. Combined. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're yeah. right right at eleven hundred. And so, no, I think that the idea that you could win with Peyton Thorne if you build the right team around him. I mean, that's. I think that's a, a perfectly. Like the, you could explain why a coaching staff would do that going into this next season, right. as opposed to yeah. selling ever completely reshuffling by bringing in a highly established quarterback that could very well run off the rest of the room. Dan, do you have any idea how many drops for the year? Ooh, I, and when you did the calculations, I don't know if they keep that stat. I was yeah, just, not, no, I was, not I, per receiver. Um, I, I was just looking at receptions and yards. Yeah. And did not have. I it, can I, find okay. it here uh, real quick. Just give me a second, but it's 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 through um, PFF, so you know it doesn't. Oh, okay. You just sort of we, yeah. we'll we'll do that during the break. I mean, because I think that's yeah. really interesting. If people go, you know, that, that are so down, look at look at these numbers, and I think a lot of them are shocked that it's uh, that. Peyton's completion percentage was over 60%. And then you think about balls that could have, should have been caught. Uh, yeah, that would, uh, that, that would change that substantially. Well, and then one last thing. So then I would rather 
keep the quarterback room we have, bring in the younger guys, and spend our money on offensive linemen and receivers. Defensive backs yeah. and linebackers, yep. well, and yeah. defensive linemen. Yep. We need to re- replenish our Definitely need some line, defensive so. line and, and pass rush. Yes. Yes. So it's, it's very interesting to think. So when we, Bill, we said 30, 30 would have put him at what? You said 77%? Yeah. If we if we if there was thirty drops, if there, if there were thirty drops, he would have been seventy eight percent. Thirty more completions, because um, I mean it's not just yes. drops. Okay. Right? It's also uh, you know, think, think about P- PFF. PFF had Auburn with eighteen drops this season. That would put him at at seventy okay. percent. Right. Every team's going to have drops, of course. That's that, but that would put him at seventy percent completions. And I really think there were more than that. Yeah, I do too. But cut that in half, and and yeah. he goes up to sixty seven. Yeah, over over sixty seven percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not so, just the anyway, drops, it's the yeah. running the right routes. It's it's being lazy as heck sometimes, you know. It's just yeah. just not not yeah. competing for balls in the air, you know. There's so much more to it's it. About, yeah. It's about the creation of uh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's some separation. It was rough. And for what for those people that are clamoring for one of the other quarterbacks to play, I don't see a way for Robbie Ashford to be consistently the quarterback in the system that they're running now. And what is demanded of them to be able to throw the football and push it down the field? Yeah, I think I just don't see that's ever going to happen. I think he'll probably move. So on. we'll see. Be my yep. guess. All right, guys, thanks for the time. Appreciate it, Tex. Need to get to our first break of hour number two. John, Brett, hang on, guys. You're up when we come back here on the Monday Drive. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Monday Drive. Bill, Dan, Brian, Matthews, MarvinSports.com. Before we get to the phones, uh, Brian, let, let's just give folks a uh, just a, a brief idea of all the stuff that's going on there at auburnsports.com. I know it's Monday, so you had your musings out there. I haven't had a chance to check the musings today. Yeah, uh, Deep Purple. Oh! Yep, ooh. yep. Um, Machine going Head, back one of the all-time albums. Smoke on the Water. to where Smoke on the Water and, yep. and how that song came about. There's a, a big story behind it. Oh, yeah, I, I it's true. If you listen to the lyrics, they tell you about it. Absolutely. But, but yeah, if, if you have Space it. Space trucking. And, and, of course, the guitar riff on Smoke on the Water is considered one of the best all-time. One of the most um, recognizable yes. Guitar riffs, yes. opening riffs, you're going to hear. Absolutely. So uh, that was the musings. This is going to be one of the most, the busiest month, I think, of December all. used to be yeah. fairly bowls, calm, you know? Some, some, it would be bowl some official and, visits. But, but most, yep. most kids were going to wait and take so their January. official visits in January yeah. after the bowl games. Not now anymore. We've got signing day on the 20th. You've got official visitors for high school and portal prospects. You got bowl practice. You got basketball going on. It's going to be full steam ahead. AuburnSports.com will have as much coverage as we can possibly crank out over the next uh, four weeks. And um, you can get all that more at AuburnSports.com. You can follow me on Twitter, X, and threads at BMATAU. What's the plan for, uh, for Nashville for you guys? Uh, we haven't made a plan yet. I know I'll be there. I just don't know which one of us is going to go up there for however many days they are mm-hmm. there. I haven't seen the schedule yet, but it's probably going to be three days, right? Is it the 30th? Yes. So maybe maybe four days, but however how many it is, how many practices they do up there? Yeah, I mean, and then, Christmas is on Monday and the ball game's on Saturday. Okay, the following Saturday, Sunday night, New Year's Eve. Uh, this, yes, uh, yeah. Fo- yeah. Fo- following the bowl game, yeah. Bowl game on Saturday and bowl games on Saturday and then Saturday, Sunday, the Sunday is New Year's Eve. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but 
Hopefully you don't have to leave on Christmas, which is always no. So I figured they'd hit, they'd go up on the twenty sixth, which makes yeah, yeah, which would be great. And he if, talked about only doing like eight practices or something. Right. You know, yeah. so. smoke on the water is one of the riffs that I always imagine. Like when I hear no, when I hear it though, I hear it, I hear the Beavis and Butthead version. Because <laughs> that was one of the that was one of the guitar riffs when they were really happy and they would sing like a they would sing a guitar riff together. That was always one of the guitar riffs that they would. Uh, that they would they would go to. All right, let's get to the uh, drive hotline presented by Skybar and John. It's been hanging on for a little while. Hey, John. Hey guys, really enjoyed text. I think he's one of your more sensible, reasonable callers. To be very honest, I, I agree I with agree. a lot of what he has. He's, he's really smart. If I saw him in Auburn, I'd buy him a beer. Um, but quick, I just had one thought on all this. If I showed up at SEC Media Days and I was a media member, I would have one simple question for Greg Sankey. Why are you insistent, and why is college football insistent on being held hostage to human opinion? Florida State is a symptom of a much bigger problem in my mind, and that's the absolute insistence of having subjectivity determine your playoff field. Is it not? Seriously, guys, is it not just absolutely absurd? We're sitting here arguing over opinion on who should be who should be in the playoff, and no other sport do we do we engage in such complete foolishness. There has to be some better way to. to like maybe a measurable objective standard like uh, winning your conference, 10 conference champions and six wild cards, play them on your home field and be done with it. I, I just don't understand the insistence of human subjectivity involved in the process. And I agree with Tex. I have no plans to watch this sham playoff. It's, it's a 14 invitational. And to one final point, Bill, you made Florida State. Florida State did get hosed, but you know Liberty went thirteen and zero too. They're a right. Division One football. Oh, I, team. I understand. I'm just saying who, it didn't who, didn't make a lot of sense to use the argument as to why to reward Liberty, but why then uh, on the other side ignore that argument to uh, to say why Florida yeah, State John, did John, not. John, I've been I've been a proponent of like a Group of Five playoff if they're not going to treat Group of Five conference champions like uh, mm-hmm. teams deserving. No, I I agree with you. I think that. I mean, there's there's subjectivity in the NCAA men's basketball and women's basketball tournaments, but it's about but you put enough teams yeah, in that they get to prove it. It's about the teams at the end That's of the exactly bubble. Right. It's, it's the teams at the end of the bubble. It's not conference champions being left out, undefeated conference champions being left out. This is once again, like we heard in '04, the only sport in uh, in in the NCAA, the only college sport where you could win every game and be left out of the postseason by the people who make the decisions. That's exactly right, and that's complete bull crap. But the problem is, I don't know that that's ever going to change because to me, guys, and I'm finishing up, but to me, guys, I just think you have a bunch of individuals who want power and they want their opinions to shape outcomes as opposed to actually creating a fair and objective system, most notably ESPN. It's a pretty corrupt system, and I have no intentions of watching any of it. Give me the NFL playoffs. That's all I got, guys. Appreciate it. Great stuff, John. I'm back on. Uh, I'm back on Cheers on Hulu. So I've been watching the first couple scenes, of, uh, first couple episodes of uh, first four seasons of Cheers pre pre Woody. Yeah, you know, the, the, coach. The coach seasons. Oh man, coach was a. Uh, he was that's great. A, that's, a, that's a funny character. All right, let's get back to the uh, drive hotline. And Jack is next. Hey, Jack. Hey, Bill, Dan, and Brian. Good talking to you. Uh, one thing I don't. Uh, I haven't heard y'all discuss this yet, but uh, the Heisman mm-hmm. Trophy coming up. If you had to bet your house on it, who do y'all think wins it on Saturday? My Jalen Daniels. Yep, yeah, me too. I'm too. After it was, it, I would have. Uh, my answer to this question would have been Bo Nix until Friday night. Until the end of the Washington Oregon game, mm-hmm. uh, and it seems like that edge, you know, that edges him out of the running. And now it's going to be. I, I'd be shocked if it wasn't Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I mean, you could 
you could almost make the argument that LSU would have a losing record right now if it wasn't for Jaden Daniels. Um, one more thing, you know, talking about the basketball team earlier, you know, all the, the new guys and the, the transfers, you know, I can honestly say that Aiden Holloway and Chad Baker-Mazzara and Chaney Johnson all look as good as advertised up to this point, but just got a little disappointed in Denver Jones so far. You know, I thought, I don't know, he just looks a little timid sometimes and, you know, some shots that he ought to take. Love to hear your guys' thoughts on that, and it's good talking to you. Yeah. You know, he was just coming off a, a couple of really good games, I thought, or pretty good games. He's, and, uh, he's struggled, yeah. though. He has struggled. He is uh... – it's a big adjustment from the kind of basketball he was playing yeah, at FIU. He's, he's not. He's, 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 he's not making. He's not making. But then you're right, Brian. He seems like he's hesitant sometimes to pull the trigger. I looked at the numbers for Aiden. Aiden on the season now. On the season is shooting barely over thirty three percent from the floor. Yeah. Uh, and and I thought there were times in the in the closing minutes of the App State game. There were times where you and I maybe I'm projecting here, Bill, but it, it felt like you could see frustration from coaching staff and the teammates as to the choices of some of Aiden's shots. I think especially the one, the pull up, the long pull up. I three. mean, as, as soon as yeah, with with plenty of time on the clock when you're down. What was that? Auburn six. was down five or six. Yeah, yeah. And it was. I think it was six, and you know, long long pull up three. And you know, I I get that. You know, he's you know, Aiden's working through frustration too. You're a highly touted. Uh, McDonald's All-American and some of the stuff that you were doing last year maybe isn't working at the at the college level against bigger, more physical defenders. Uh, but uh, it's uh, yeah, there's there's a it's, it's it's sort of a delicate balance. And you know, I wouldn't give up on any of the new players, you know, by by any stretch of the imagination. But but this is a this is an adjustment they're going to have to work through. I think it's part of the reason why Bruce schedules high quality teams. Indiana this weekend, uh, USC's coming to town. Uh, by the way, uh, on the USC front, Bronny's going to return. Sounds like Bronny's yeah. going to play a game. And Le- LeBron has said he will miss an NBA game to go to Bronny's first game whenever and wherever could it happen. is. Yeah. Could be could be December 17th in Auburn. Uh, it seems like they play out on the West Coast just before they do that. You're, do you see, the, see their road trip? US, USC does. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Did you see the road trip they make? They play at Alabama State. Two days after they, they play at this, Auburn. This is part of the yeah. the part of the Pac-12, uh, mm-hmm. you know, ma- making a uh, making a concerted effort to put more HBCUs, HBCUs on the on the schedule. Alabama State played at uh, Alabama State played at U- uh, UCLA in football a couple of seasons ago. Grambling beat Arizona State in women's basketball uh, in a home game uh, earlier this year as well. All right, we will get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join us in the final half hour of the Monday Drive. Seven five zero two, or email the drive at espnau.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Monday evening. Twenty-five minutes away from six o'clock, and a full bank of phone calls. And let's get it started with Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey guys, I had a question for you guys. Um, or a couple questions. I'll keep it brief. Do you guys think there are any coaches? Um, that might be moving on, that might be needing work out, that we might see some change, any position coaches? I'd be surprised if there aren't changes, but I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't think anything's ready to pop yet. No, I think uh, uh, I heard that uh, Zach Etheridge may have interviewed for the Houston job, which Willie Fritz took. The, uh, you know, I think there's been some scrutiny about Philip Montgomery all season and whether or not he would return as offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, especially with the way that Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery sort of, 
uh, you know, trying to, to marry their two systems uh, all, all season long. I, I guess that's that's one where I don't know if too many folks would be surprised if uh, if 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 there was a, a parting of the ways there. Um, you know, I, I, I don't but I I don't know if, uh, when anything with any of them could become official. No, nothing really probably would happen until the first signing period, right? Uh, after that, you know, keep everybody's recruiting in place until most likely. Yeah, I think that's it's not guaranteed, but I think that's how a lot of people would like it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on the, the other question, um, and I'll hang up. Thanks for taking my call. The um, the the transfer portal and all the flurry of stuff the next few days. Is there an end point on that when those guys have to commit? No. Uh, is it the same as the signing period, or can they go ahead and sign right away now if they you want have, to? Or how's that work? We're in a, a period when it started December first. You have thirty days to get in to yeah. enter. That's that's the only the yeah. only limitation is they have to be in the portal by January third. Right. Players they in, can sign, they can make decisions. Anytime. You're going to see some guys announce and then. Within 24 hours, announce where they're headed. They're yeah. like they become like NFL free agents in the sense that they could sign with a team presumably until fall term begins, right? Yes. And, and, yeah. and join the roster. And there's another. I think it's 15 day period in it May. Is. 15 Not days. Mistaken. I think it's, it's May, the end. May 1st to 15. Yes, it's at the end of the right. two semesters. Is sort yes. of what we figured right. out is is how they're you know they're they're opening the portal up to. Uh, maybe around the same time that finals end or finals begin for some of these kids so they can decide at the end of the semester uh, whether or not they want to stick around. But but those deadlines are only for entering the portal or mm-hmm. you can exit at any time. Right. Appreciate the call. We've got like uh, M&Ms here as we go from Matt to Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Hey, guys. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, we got Not you. quite Mantle and Maris. No, but, but we got Mike next. Oh, so okay. We got, there we, we go. We got Triple M's. Yeah, wow. The M&M and M boys. Uh, well, I, um, I heard a couple of things today. Uh, just I don't normally listen to Dan Patrick, but he was on the radio, and I was in and out of the garage. But I guess he, and I guess it's with <clears throat> new members in the Big Ten and the SEC that if we had a 12-team playoff this year, 11 of the 12 teams would be from those two conferences. Uh, Washington is Big Ten, Texas is SEC. Quick. Oh, right, with the with the yeah. outgoing yes. teams. Yeah, you're right. Maybe right. I mean, that, I mean that's maybe. I mean that that won't be. I guess with ne- next year that won't be the case because I think they're okay. going to go to the six and six model, right? Where y- six y'all conferences- count this? I'll tell you. Ross Dellinger uh, put up what it would be based on the final rankings. All right, it was total team playoff. All right, uh, Michigan would play the winner of um, Oregon, Missouri. So All right, that's, that's one SEC at, team. Yeah, that's that's SEC and a, and a Big Ten. Yep. Alabama would play the winner of Florida State and Liberty. That's two SEC teams. All right, yeah. Well, well, Florida State. Neither Florida State nor Liberty are in. The either the SEC or the Big Ten, so right. so that knocks it down to ten max. Right. Okay. Uh, Washington would play the winner of Ohio State, Ole Miss. That's three SEC. That, teams. That's right, and another Big Ten. And then Texas would play the winner of Georgia, Penn State. So that's two more. So that's, that's five. So it's five ten of 12, twelve, though, Mitch. So and that's that's five. still pretty impressive. Okay. Yeah, five SEC, five Big Ten. Big ten. Right. And right. then uh, Florida yeah. State and Liberty. Yep. Yeah, and then another thing I heard, uh, and it was I think it was a Florida State fan that called it and said that Florida State held their last two opponents, which would be I guess Florida and Louisville, to negative yards in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean I thought their defense was incredible. Their defense the people was. People act like defense can't win football game. You know, it's like we're just going to ignore that. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida, yeah, Florida State got hosed. I mean, I'm not a big fan just because what you know what happened with us and 
13 and how they <laughs> flipped their nose at us, you know, when they had a chance to come in the SEC. But, oh, no, that was way too tough. So I'm not too heartbroken about Florida State. And you guys brought up – I'd forgotten about them, you know, yelling and screaming about the 12-team playoff and wanting to put it off and, mm-hmm. and all that money to, to get out of that conference. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not too heartbroken about Florida State. <laughs> you know all those so, things that's where, all I got. where somebody would say – That's all I got, guys. Warrior. Appreciate it, Mitch. You know, I'd crawl over broken glass down a you know, highway to do something. Well, Florida State would do that to get in the SEC right now. Oh, yeah. 100%. percent know that. Right? Well, that's that's what I'm wondering, and I, I know their contract, the TV contract goes a long way. I just wonder with Florida State being left out, I, I wonder that if they're if amongst all the lawsuits that are being threatened here and there, they don't look for some help from somebody else or two trying to get out of that league to sue and see well, they, see what they been, can do. They've been looking. I, I know. Mean, they've been. I think this. Hard. I think yeah. this is just some more fuel to the fire yeah, of trying to trying to get out of there. Uh, Jonathan Wallace named to a uh, we were just we were just talking about different different Auburn coaches. That, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Wallace named to the uh, AF uh, AFCA thirty five under thirty five. So uh, oh, an good award for, him. for for former Auburn quarterback now uh, on, on a coach a, the the running backs coach at Kansas. They had a pretty good year, and he's somebody that people seem to be saying you know his his stock is on mm-hmm. the rise as a uh, as a college football coach. All right, we continue on the on the M train, and we go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Going back to the Iron Bowl, um, the extracurricular activities uh, post-play. Um, you talking about the, the contact by the Auburn defensive back on the uh, on the Alabama receiver as they were as they're is that, is that what you're talking about? Well, no, I'm really talking more about how the Alabama team um, played. After the plays against Auburn, really, I mean, there, it went both ways. But um, the one, the one I'd seen, strange oh, okay. to me how they come to Auburn and they've got this mindset like they try to make it their home field. And so I, I was watching for that kind of behavior in the SEC championship game. I didn't see it. What's going on when Alabama comes down here? And um, and gets away with murder after the plays. Um, when I watch an Iron Bowl now, I'm I'm wondering why an Auburn head coach doesn't just pull his team off the field and talk to the officials. All right now, I haven't gone back and watched a lot of the video after that game. <laughs> Uh, I was there. I'm I'm trying to recall exactly what you know the instances that that you're talking about. Yeah, Mike. I mean because because the discussion I had seen about specifically anything that happens after a play. I mean, I guess there were some there were some talk of some missed calls, right? Like there was the what the the hit on Stidham on the sideline where people thought that should have you know should have should have been targeting face, face mask, mask yeah, call. Brian, but, face but, mask. but the, the oh, only yeah. I mean the discussion I'd seen of a, of of something happening after a play and it wouldn't have mattered too much because Alabama had already scored the touchdown but it does seem like there's an Auburn defensive back who throws maybe a punch at a at, at an Alabama player as as both teams are leaving in the immediate aftermath of the Bond touchdown like that's what that's what I thought the, the initial call was about as far as something happening after I I did not I mean more than more than usual football, I did not see 
a ton of, of post-play extracurriculars during the Iron Bowl, but I, I could be wrong about that because I haven't, I haven't watched it that yeah, closely. Yeah, I mean, give, give, me give me a particular. I'd, I'd love to go back and look, see, see if well, I can I mean, see it. I mean, it that. goes on um, just about after every play, you know, extra pushing and shoving. Um, the, uh, an Auburn runner gets tackled and then – before he can get up, another Alabama player will knock him back down hmm. as he's trying to get up. You don't see all that. No, I didn't. I guess I didn't notice any more than I than I guess I, I usually expect to see. I don't know. Well, I, mean, I, was, I, I was watching closely for it in the SEC championship game, and it it's almost as if you you know maybe both teams had been talked to about it. Because it looked like a few times in the Iron Bowl it was fixing to get out of hand. Hmm. The only time I was worried about things was is that, that break between the third and the fourth quarter when the teams started yeah. getting a little close to they each did. other out there they under did. the uh, the darkness. <laughs> yeah, well it's uh you know, I, I'll go I'll game. go back and I'll go back and look at it when it when it doesn't pain me too much to go back and watch. Appreciate the phone call. Good stuff. 334-321-1390. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Still time for you to join in here on the Monday Drive. 